AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. There were export sales announced to China this morning. Again, more wheat, more beans, and maybe more corn. Weather in Brazil has turned erratic. More charges have been filed against the president's son. And USDA is still trying to figure out how to recover after fumbling on its ERP payment plan. Live from the final news lap of the week via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning, it's a Friday for Reaper Hall. It's uh, panelists Sean Haney and Paul Neifer, the farm CPA. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis, hey, thank you so much. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. good. 52 good. degrees and medium cloudy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'd 45 degrees and kind of the same thing. Okay. It, yep. it, we don't have a lot of sun, but it's not dark and gloomy and gray. Right. So some thin clouds up there, thin mm-hmm. clouds up there, mm-hmm. uh, sending us into the weekend. You know, Wiesmeyer might join us. We have no idea. We don't know. That's no, why I was a little flustered in the intro. Yeah, it's like I'm I so it. used to say Friday, <laughs> Wiesmeyer. He's, right. I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe not. I hope so. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what he what <laughs> he's got going. Uh, honestly, if he's in transit back and has an opportunity to call in, I'm sure that he will. Uh, so, but he'll he'll be back in uh, Washington later today, dude. Uh, here we are, heading into a weekend. We've got a USDA report that we need to get through first. That comes out in a little less than an hour at 11 Mm -hmm. o'clock Central Time this morning. Uh, We'll get a couple of details on that and go through some of the expectations. Uh, But the expectations are so, you know, benign. Uh, Nobody is, is anticipating a major change on the domestic supply and demand balance sheets for corn, soybeans, wheat, or even cotton. So... Uh, not a lot of change expected there. That's why this month uh, my eyeballs are going to go straight to what's going on in South America. Are they making any adjustments to the Brazilian corn and soybean crop estimates? That's going to be the spot that I go first. All right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's go ahead and get started. What you got in the news? Well, I've got another bevy of USDA daily yes. export sales, 136,000 metric tons of beans to China, 23-24 marketing year, 110,000 metric tons of SRW wheat to China, 23-24, and 165,000 metric tons of corn to unknown destinations right. in the 23-24 marketing year. Hmm. Okay, so normally I would say don't count on that unknown destinations being to China, but... And, and you know, on some of the, the corn sales that have been announced to unknown, I've made that comment. But in yesterday's weekly export sales report, there was the transfer from unknown to China mm-hmm. on corn sales. It put China at the top of the list of U.S. corn buyers in the weekend of November 30. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. That That's kind of a big deal. And, and here it is. I mean... I, you, there's no guarantee that this unknown sale 
is to China, but it certainly could be. Well, and Chip, have, uh, check my memory here, but in this last week, haven't we seen a number of traditional buyers? I'm talking Colombia, Mexico has been yeah. around in here to buy some some U.S. Uh, yes. some U.S. commodities. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing it in smaller tonnages than what have to be reported in the daily export sales reporting uh, process. There you go. So, but e- even South Korea, even South mm-hmm. Korea is sniffing around looking for some corn this week. I love it. Well, let's go to the National Weather Service uh, forecast here. Unsettled weather with excessive rainfall and heavy snowfall implications return to the Pacific Northwest this weekend. Severe thunderstorms and heavy rainfall spread from the Gulf Coast to the East Coast this weekend. Warm temperatures shift from the Mississippi Valley to the East Coast. And I debated whether or not I was going to bring this up, but let's let's talk about it. A multi-threat storm will traverse through the eastern half of the United States this weekend, unloading heavy rain and snow across several states. Powerful wind gusts could also knock out power and disrupt travel in busy cities as the adverse weather stretches more than 1,200 miles from the Gulf Coast all the way up to the Canadian border, eh? Yeah, keep an eye on the sky over on the east coast. It looks like it could be something wild this weekend. Well, Chip, USDA will not update its corn and soybean crop estimates in the crop production report at 11 a.m. Central Time today, though there will be a revised cotton production forecast. Any changes to domestic use in the supply and demand report will likely be limited. No, very limited, yes. In November, total employment in the United States increased by 199,000 jobs, a significant improvement compared to the previous month's 33-month low of 150,000, as reported by the Labor Department in its monthly employment report. Economists had predicted an addition of 172,500 jobs for November, according to consensus estimates compiled by FactSet. The increase in employment includes approximately 41,000 auto workers and actors. Yeah who return to their jobs after strikes. So let's see, if I'm going to shave off 41000 off of a buck ninety I'm back yeah, at 150 we are at 160 yeah, yeah, 160 yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the biggest increases were in government jobs. Oh, jeez. Just what we yeah. need. Yeah. The Federal Reserve is expected to keep the federal funds target rate unchanged at 525 to 5.5% at the December 12 through 13 FOMC meeting. The Fed will be hesitant to endorse market expectations of significant rate cuts until they're confident that inflationary pressures have been subdued. Yeah, this jobs report has already pulled, pushed back expectations of the first rate cut from March to May. Okay? Mm, I think right. this is all crazy talk right now. I, I really do. And uh, we'll talk about it more coming up in the uh, free-for-all. Well, Chip, today the United Nations Security Council convenes to address the deteriorating humanitarian situation in Gaza. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres has invoked Article 99 of the U.N. Charter to alert the U.N. Security Council about an impending, quote, humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza and has called for an immediate ceasefire. One of the primary concerns is the health care system's decline. Israel's security cabinet approved a limited increase in fuel supplies to Gaza, but global leaders and aid organizations are calling for more assistance to reach the region. The European Union is reportedly considering reopening a World Trade Organization case against the U.S. over a previous dispute involving steel and aluminum tariffs. During the Trump era, both the EU and the United States imposed tariffs on each other's goods, totaling over $10 billion. 
Chip, almost 60 U.S. ag and commodity groups are urging the U.S. Department of Commerce to either eliminate or further reduce import duties on phosphate fertilizer imports from Morocco. Yeah. Yeah. The Department of Commerce had previously lowered countervailing duties on Moroccan phosphate fertilizer to 2.12% after an administrative review. And, Chip, that was down from the previous rate of almost 20%. However, the reduction had a limited impact since Morocco largely halted shipments of the product to the United States. Right, right. Very good. Hey, you know what? I've got one more that I want to add to the list here. Sure. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley uh, introduced the Protecting Interstate Commerce for Livestock Producers Act, and he says it is to protect farmers from costly regulations Uh, made in other states that will hurt their business and drive up costs for consumers. So this is a Senate proposal to offset Prop 12 in California and Q3 in Massachusetts. Uh, 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 Farm Journal Pork editor Jennifer Scheich has got a report on this on www.porkbusiness.com. She couldn't join us this morning, but... Go to go to porkbusiness.com for the latest on that. We got the free for all coming up next here on AgriTalk. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. We've cleared the schedule for you. Give us a call at 855-482-5524 and join the conversation. You know, speaking of schedules, Davis. Yes, Chip. Your schedule really filled up for next week, didn't it? You know, it really did. Yeah. But I'm very yeah. excited about it. Well, very good. excited about it. Yeah. I'm glad that you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited mm-hmm. about your schedule being full as well because that means that mine is not. That's right. That- <laughs> you are. You will. You will be out. Um, let's see. How should we say this? Pra- practic- practicing some conservation. Exactly. Shall we say? Shall I'm we say? doing my part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am you're, doing my part. You're part of to, the solution. To mm-hmm. that's right. To manage uh, the population of those 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 wily whitetails out mm-hmm. there. So you'll be out there doing some uh, spaying and neutering, just like uh, Bob Barker recommended. Is that the idea? <laughs> well, no, hmm? we're not. We're not going to worry too much about that part. No, not so much. No, not so much. Not so. I much. guess that's one way to go. So, sure. Yeah, I'll be off next week, uh, doing uh, a little uh, uh, traipsing around out in the timber. Going to mm-hmm. be doing some wood cutting. Uh, just you know that stuff that I typically need to do, get done. 
this time of the year before it starts to get really cold. Right. Really cold. So. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I've got some great guests lined up. Um, the uh, the Farmer Forum is already set. I've got some big ideas for next week's Friday free-for-all. Fantastic. Uh, you know, and we're and but at the same time, standard fare. You know, you yeah. you you've come to listen for machinery, Pete, on Monday mornings. Pete yep. will be there, and I will too. I hope you will as well, America. Fantastic. All right, let's get this free for all going. Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Chip. I'm I'm doing great. I, I think Farm Journal's missing an opportunity here. Like I, I feel like yep. Ag Day or some other program should be following. Yep you around on this conservation trip that you're going on next yeah, week. That'd be done, reality TV. We, we, we've done that that before. That's called Outdoors on the Farm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I got to check this yeah. out then. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, ch- I, I'm check on, that out. I'm on full Otani watch here. This, I, I'm kind of distracted. I got to admit, uh, my <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays, who I'm an avid fan of, I've talked about before, they yep. are. They seem to be the front runner for Shohei Otani, and I am uh, I'm a little giddy. Is it a six hundred million dollar deal? That's the rumor, right? That's that's, well, that, that's what people are talking about for sure. Five, and oh, uh, yeah, Canadian would be eight hundred. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably even more than that, Paul. Let me tell you, <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul get, for Farm CPA chiming in with the currency conversion. He's doing the numbers. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I would expect nothing less from you. So that that's fantastic. Uh, that's awesome. It, you know, you, you look at what John Rom is supposedly yeah. got from the Live Tour yesterday, and you look at what uh, Otani is going to definitely get. There's the other Japanese pitcher that the Dodge or sorry, the Mets and the Yankees are trying to get. Right. Like th- this is unfathomable money. I, I yes. it's just it's ins- It's just it's crazy. You wonder why ticket prices are so high. Yeah. Yeah, that pitcher from Japan, what three hundred million is what I hear. Yep. Really. Yep. Yeah. Holy smokes. And well, I'm trying to get the Cubs spend twenty five million on a starter. Come on, <laughs> boys. Let's get this done. Uh, twenty five years old. Three hundred yeah. million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, like I said, that is Paul Neefer Farm CPA. Davis is along for the ride yep. as well. We'll be chiming in. Um, I want to start with the ERP, the emergency relief program and the pandemic assistance program paul these are messes that i thought would have been cleaned up two weeks ago and here we are it's it got worse this week yeah it definitely did now chip i'm gonna pretend like i'm a boxer i can either throw a jab at usda or i can throw a right cross or an upper cross uh, (laughs) or uppercut which would you prefer do you want me to just do the jab or do you want me to do a uh, a a no. right cross. No, How come, would you like come me out, to handle this? Come out swinging. I just soon okay. you come out swinging. Go ahead. Well, let's start with the PARP, you know, the Pandemic Assistance Relief Program. Um, you know that this is more than a year old now. Mm-hmm. We knew we had to wait for 2020 ERP to finally get settled, which was done at the end of September. Uh, because that payment that went out on that would reduce the amount that would go under PARP. Now, if you go back to the original report that was issued in the Federal Register describing the program, you know, basically the regulations for USDA, they indicated that they thought they'd get claims of about 2.662 million. I'm going to round it 2.7 billion, right. but they only had a budget of 250 million. 
Well, earlier this week, you know, somebody from FSA was doing an interview and said, hey, these claims that we got were 10 times higher than we thought they were going to be. They're at 2.7 billion. Well, no, that's what you expected was 2.7 right. billion. And you only had a budget of 250 million. So, you know, this is double speak basically. So um I what they need to do is issue the checks based on 250 million. If they find more money, then top everybody off. You know, right. you've delayed this way too long. Uh now. That's the PARP. But, That's probably the minor one that we're. Well, I don't know if it's minor. You know, two hundred fifty million is 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 major for us, but for sure. them, it's a rounding error. So I, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that before I jump into twenty twenty two ERP. In, jump into the twenty two ERP because yeah, they both go together. Yeah, and so and we've discussed this a little bit before, but yep. I know the Senate Ag Committee, John Newton had had. Uh, uh, tweeted out or LinkedIn out, and there's a blog post that they did. It had a really good chart. So, and I actually reproduced the link to it on on AgWeb yesterday. And I know Jim Weesmeyer is, is had yep. a link to it too. But it had a really several really good charts showing the you know there's a according to USDA there's about 200 and I'm I'm speaking roughly 210,000 farmers that are going to get ERP. 175,000 of these farmers are going to get a little bit more than they would have under 2020 and 2021 ERP. And then right. 35,000 are going to get less. Now, if it's a little bit less, I think nobody would be complaining. But the people that are getting a little bit more, it's like an extra 500 bucks, an extra 1,000 right. bucks. Yeah, to get, their, pay, less, to get their, like, their full payments up to what? 6,000? Yeah, 5,000, 6,000. Yeah. Now the ones that would have gotten a hundred thousand because they really had a large loss under the old ERP, they'd get a hundred thousand. Under the new ERP, they'd be lucky to get ten grand. Right. And and that chart just shows how disparate this is. And you know, FSA is saying, well, hey, that's a problem with Congress because they didn't give us enough money. Well, even on 2020 and 2021 ERP, they didn't yeah. fully fund the losses. Right. They funded about 50% of the losses. So that's double speak. So, you know, the, the spin out of FSA and USDA on these two programs is just going out of control. Well, what's and, the purpose and the reason for the progressive payment factor? Well, I, I, I think based on the interview I saw, it seems like USDA says, hey, we really want to reward these 175,000 farmers that might grow 30 or 40 or $50,000 worth of of products, you know, the 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 ones that provide up to maybe 10% of our of our uh ag products. And so we're gonna reward them as well as we can. And then what's left over, we're gonna allocate to everybody else that provides 80 or 90% of our crops. So I yeah. think that's how they did it. Now probably not, but that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. What's happened to the underserved designation here? Uh Still, we're working on the fact that if you are, and let's, let's be blunt, if you're a white male, mm -hmm. you get no reimbursement of your crop insurance premium at all. If you're anybody else, you're going to get basically 75% of your premiums that you paid in during the year are going to be reimbursed. Now, why do I say 75%? They're going to get 100%, but then there's an automatic 25% discount. So, yeah. uh, and- 
I I think Seems you know, fair. If Congress if Congress can go in and and get this change, <laughs> great. If not, there's going to be some lawsuits filed. Nobody's going to get a payment this year on 2022 yeah. ERP because this is or it's PARP just at this right point. Now. Yeah, PARP isn't uh, well, going to be made in 23 either. I no, mean, that's no. that's all getting pushed out to 24. Yeah, yeah. And how so, did we get here, Haney? I was going to say, how did we get here? <laughs> I was going to ask you. I I don't know. The, it, it's it, just when incredible. we're applying. Yeah, when we're applying these filters to farm assistance programs, in in the case of trying to cover losses, I some of these factors I don't understand how they are a part of the calculation. Right well, now, and, in, ter- in terms of some politi- programming, I get it, but in this case, I don't understand it. And and politically, what's a worse word you could pick besides the word progressive on this payment? I mean, what what is there any other word that would be more inflammatory to farmers and others than the word progressive? Right. 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 The ERP program. I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So here, guys, I saw USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack at a press conference in in uh, the middle of November. And he talked a long time about how things have favored the 11% of farmers that produce 87% of food for too long. That's what this is aimed at. Yeah, this is exactly what it's about. it, it, It is big as bad. It is big as bad. Free for All continues next. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Joining us now, ProFarmer editor Brian Grady. Beach, uh, we got reports coming up in a half an hour. We had export sales announced this morning. How are the markets dealing with all that? Well, uh, another SRW sale to China. And uh, so now, you know, we're over a million tons this week and and uh the market is is under some pressure so uh, you know I, I think the chinese stuff is in the market for the moment yeah. and, and now we'll wait and see if usda does anything with its export forecast as i mentioned uh, uh when i was on the show earlier uh, this week that um you know it's the lowest since 1971-72 and and so um that that's a really low bar to have to get over so we'll see if usda does anything with its export forecast but really um in the grand scheme of things, uh, traders aren't anticipating much in, in terms of uh, uh, changes to domestic use. Now, keep in mind, no no corn and soybean forecasts this month. Right. Uh, so uh, just cotton on the production side of things. We got beans trading to the upside. We've got meal trading to the upside. And despite the fact that WTI crude is sharply higher, soybean oil has turned around from trading higher early and trading lower now. Yeah, uh, just spreading action there here okay. to finish out the week, Chip. And, and so that soy complex, uh, pretty active spreading actually here at mid-morning gotcha. in, in rather inactive trade. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Take us to the livestock trade. Well, uh, we have corrective gains going, strong corrective gains in both live cattle and feeder cattle. The question is whether we can hold on to them or not into the close and into the weekend uh, because it seems like uh, just a – really heavy sellers mentality right yep. now anytime we see price strength uh, they seem to be jumping on it with uh, fresh selling so we'll see if that continues and then really quiet and narrow yeah. mixed trade in hog futures here at mid-morning gotcha have a great weekend brian that is pro farmer editor brian grady on markets now to produce higher yields and greater value at harvest timing is everything full scale from helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction 
Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. In the morning, you're coughed up and you're thinking. In the afternoon, you've calmed down, but you're still thinking. We're here all day. AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Jeff. Glad that you are with us on this Friday morning. We got a free for all going. Sean Haney. Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, and the Farm CPA, Paul Niefer. Uh, of course, Davis is here as well. Had the employment report for November out this morning. Davis talked it, gave us details in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. Non-farm payrolls up 199,000. Trade expected roughly 175 to 180,000. 40,000 of the increase in that was because of the auto workers and the actors coming back to work. A lot of the there was a huge increase in government jobs, unemployment rate down 0.2 to 3.7% in November, average hourly earnings up 0.4%, annual increase in wages 4%. And all of a sudden, guys, we're talking about the first interest rate cut from the Fed being pushed back from March to May because of this strong jobs report. What's your take, Haney? Yeah, I think so. You, if you you look at the unemployment number, the the fact it receded is probably an indication and supports that that is going to happen. And as stubborn kind of as the Fed has been as of late to raise rates further, yeah. we're likely to see that they're going to be just as stubborn to begin the decreases. And uh, for people that are banking on you know the beginning of some steep cuts in in Q1 of 24, I think. You know, this report is going to have them a little bit frustrated. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you, out in the countryside, uh, affordability is a big issue. And not oh, just in the U.S., but also in other G7 countries right now. People are really, really, you know, they're going to want to see from a from a discretionary income standpoint, mm-hmm. these rates start to come down to provide some relief. Well, Chip, I would argue these numbers aren't all that good. I mean, the expectation was a one hundred and seventy two five. Came in at a 199, but 41,000 from auto workers and actors. Uh, a, another good chunk of that is uh, government workers. And then, how many times have we seen revisions to these numbers? Yeah. In the upcoming report, so yeah. you you ding 41,000. Let's say it's 10,000 federal employees that are added to this list now. You revise it downward. You take them out. I don't think it's that great. It, I think the unemployment number, though, Davis, is is what a a lot of people are going to focus on relative to the rate mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I think but, that is probably right. Now, here's the thing. Um, 
I th- when we talked with Vince Malanga earlier this week from LaSalle Economics, it it uh, was his idea was listen the those that are thinking the Fed will be aggressive in cutting rates are are looking at at potentially a cut in March. Uh, May would be more realistic for those that are aggressive in thinking about it. My argument is until the economy shows need for some stimulus, I don't think the Fed's going to cut rates. You got to hold that back. You got to hold it back because if you cut rates too soon, just simply because, well, okay, everything is fine. We've hit our target. If you, cut rates then you don't you're 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 you know you're shooting your your bullets and you got to have something left well and i think we also have to realize rates are probably you know if inflation is two to three percent then you add on three percent you know we're five to six percent is where the fed needs to be and you know, that's probably about where we're at right now. We just got so hooked on, you know, it's like a crack cocaine addict. We got hooked on on artificially suppressed low rates for 15 years. And we thought that that's the new norm. And it's not. We need to go back to what the norm is. And and that's I think that's where the Fed wants to be at. And I, I agree, Chip and, and, and Sean, I don't think they're going to cut rates very much or very quickly. Yeah, your your, your bullet example chip is a good one is that you know they have a lot of room to go to the upside as high you know they're not as high as they want to go but there's a you know there's 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 a lot of room yeah when they start to cut there's only so far you can go and so they're going to be quite disciplined and and be patient on this i I agree with you yes you gotta be because what if you go okay over the course uh between between may and may of 2025 we get a full point cut so here we sit at a four to four and a half percent fed funds rate and then the economy just doesn't react it and it's struggling and now you got to cut rates to to incentivize economic growth you, you only got four points to work with that's not enough it's not enough um i just were love talking about- i love fed speak uh one last yes. thing i love fed speak powell said it would be premature to conclude with confidence that we have achieved a sufficiently restrictive stance. I need to put that through as one of like uh, Davis must have like a machine that interprets things. I, I like, that, that's quite the sentence. Yeah, not even agri computer can untangle that. Right, right. Okay, so talking well, about the affordability issues out there, uh, remember Home Alone? Okay. Yep. Yeah, oh, the movie, yeah. Kevin Kevin McAllister. And, and by the way, nobody forgets the youngest kid. I, I just want to, that, that's the flaw in that movie. It, everybody's looking out for the youngest one. That's the baby of the family. It would have mm-hmm. been more realistic if it was a middle kid that was left behind. Okay. With that said, <laughs> remember he goes and buys groceries. He gets a half a gallon of milk, a half gallon of orange juice, bread, TV dinner, frozen mac and cheese, toilet paper, laundry detergent, cling wrap a pack of army men and dryer sheets. It, it in 1990 it cost him a total of $19.83. Yeah. Today today $72.28. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Now a yeah. year ago a year ago it would have been $44.40. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so. today it's seventy two dollars and twenty eight. Think of that. Well, it, the affordability of this in this country stinks. Yeah. Yeah, just just think if you go into a service station and want to get a candy bar, you know, yeah. two years ago it was ninety nine cents. Now it's two forty nine. Right, right. Um, it 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 has it has gone off the charts. Uh, the you know the, yes, the rate of inflation is is slowing. It doesn't mean that things are getting cheaper. And when you compound this, Davis, you and I had this conversation. Hmm. Six weeks ago, something like that, when when you compound this rate of inflation, the affordability issue is really taking a bite. And, guys, it's going to hit farming, isn't it, Nefer? It's going to hit farming yeah. because you, you look at how quickly working capital is coming out of farming right now and what it means for those costs in 2024 crop. It's going to be an issue, dude, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, especially now, granted, fertilizers come down, but we know seed has not come down. Uh, we know that uh, uh, chemicals really haven't come down. We know that labor certainly hasn't come down. Right. And Equipment. machinery has not come down. Right. So, uh, yeah, we got one input out of five. And, and let's talk about cash rents. You know, we're, we're seeing $400, $500, $600 cash rents in, in yep. the Midwest, you know, on good corn ground. So that's not coming down anytime soon. Right. Yeah. You know, for for farms that have networking or you know, they, they've got strong cash positions, mm -hmm. there you, you have to look ahead and think in 24, 25 could be the land of opportunity yep. for for some of those farms that have really, really good balance sheets. And I agree, these input prices are going to be sticky. The the drought, you know, and the lack of fungicide used through parts of the corn belt last year, that, that fungicide is still sitting in warehouses that wasn't used. And it's it's got a higher cost attached to it based on some of the impacts of the pandemic. And so those prices are, you know, th th that product is bought and paid for. It, it's going to be very sticky and not just, you know, drop to the downside um, to to get on to, to farm. So uh, th this is one of those things where pr when prices go up, they move very quickly. Yep. And on the downside, they're going to move much slower. Right. Well, and right. Chip, I'm reminded yeah. of our conversation yesterday with Sean Hackett. Uh, where he's, he, he suggested commodities lead inflation upward. We like that idea. Mm -hmm. But then they also lead inflation back to the downside there. When you talk about right. a, a rough year for farmers, farmers need to watch the balance sheet. That, that might be playing into it. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's and, also and of the know, opinion that the conditions down in South America are mm -hmm. going to send these commodity prices back to the upside. That's right. Mm. Yeah. But we also thought last year that the U.S. had a big drought and that corn yields and soybean yields would reflect it accordingly. Is you is South America going to reflect the same next year in that maybe their yields are going to be better than we thought? Right. I oh it you you want to talk about prove it uh, a prove it attitude. I'm hearing nothing, but you got to prove it attitude when it comes to the talk of drought in in uh, South America. Now, for corn, it's different because if it's if it's dry and pushes back the harvest of of the beans to delay the planting of the safrina corn crop, 
they just won't plant it. So, right. I mean, if it's not if it's not planted, it's not going to lose any yield. Of course, their their crop will be smaller, and that is the kind of story that could change the narrative in the corn market going forward, which could bring some of that commodity inflation back in. And by the way, if the Biden administration has decided now is the time to start to refill the strategic petroleum reserve, as is being rumored, that could put a boost into the crude oil market and and could start some of the Biden economic inflationary pressures once again. We're going to wrap up the free-for-all. We got Haney, Niefer, Michelson, and me right here on AgriTalk. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. You're listening to AgriTalk, where the conversation begins. Join us at 855-4-TALK-AG. Welcome back to the free-for-all. All right. Uh, we've got Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, Paul Niefer, the farm CPA, Davis Michelson, and me, your host, Chip Flory. Uh, real quick, Haney, any update on Otani? Nothing yet, Chip, but uh, okay. can you imagine being a baseball reporter tracking all this? It's just, yeah, well, crazy. Yeah, so I just Googled Otani News, and there are, like, all kinds of updates. One from two minutes ago, six minutes ago, seven minutes ago. Yeah, it's it's coming fast and furious now. There's There's no question. Did you guys watch the Republican debate earlier this week? I attempted not to. I, I'm I'm with Sean. I that that just doesn't uh, rise to my level wanting to view. And Chip, okay. it's a hat trick of abstinence here. I didn't watch it either. Okay, I tried. Um, it just seems silly without Trump on the stage, doesn't it? Yeah, is I, it Nikki's in the lead as far as the remaining uh, what four? Right, right. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, uh, Vivek. Ramaswamy did him did did not do well in this one, and that yeah. would would be like the first one. Uh, well, I, I think that on him, I think everyone just thinks at this point he is just auditioning to be in the Trump cabinet. Right, is kind of what how people are sort of taking him. Uh, Haley has definitely displaced DeSantis. I, I found it interesting watching that Iowa State Iowa basketball game. They're still running yeah. commercials of Governor Kim Reynolds supporting DeSantis. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. You should live in the state and see how many times that commercial is run. Yeah. And is, yeah. It, is it moving the needle at all? Um, 
Well, how much did I, his debate I don't with, think so. with California well, Governor Gavin Newsom move the needle at all? Uh, by all reports, it was, see, it was a pretty solid performance from DeSantis. And yeah. where's the bump? What's the point? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And on the Democrat side, there are more influencers that are are basically saying, hey, Joe, it's time to move on. Step aside. You're at 37% approval rating. This is not looking yeah. good. I appreciate your support, but you can't win. Well, and, and the only, well, and I shouldn't, maybe one of the only cards that Biden had to play was that, yeah, but I'm the guy that can beat Trump. Right. And the polls are not showing no, that anymore. No, that, no, that, that's no. done with. And so well, I, I think this pressure is going to do nothing but increase for him to, to step aside. Yeah. Yeah. They asked him but, this but, week, are you the only one that could beat Trump? Nah, there's 50 others in the Democrat Party that could beat Trump. Where did that come yeah. from? Yeah. So, yeah, Efer. Well, the last sitting president we had that that did decline to run wasn't it Lyndon Johnson? Yeah, and he pulled out That's, in March. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and and Joe's got enough of an ego that uh, hey, as long as I am, I'm gonna. He's always been this way, so I I, yeah. I personally think because I, I I'm the president, you can't tell me what to do. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. And, you it's know, one of the most powerful jobs in the world. And yeah. so for, you know, let's be honest, a lot of people are in D.C. because of power. And Absolutely. and and for someone to walk away, even with the numbers that he has, for somebody to walk away from that role, yep. it it's a real test and yeah. he's going to face it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, I just got to mention the investigation is tightening on. Uh, tightening their case on Hunter Biden. Nine new charges, I believe, out of yeah. California announced this morning. Uh, it, it's uh, that that's that's going to add to uh, the difficulty uh, for for Joe Biden going forward. And I, I don't think there's any question. Hey, uh, what did you guys think of Taylor Swift being named the time? person of the year i all i can say is she is really riding the kelsey wave isn't she well huh? i think it's affecting his football performance isn't it you think <laughs> <laughs> you think some are arguing that it is well, well now, maybe wait, on the bye wait. week you shouldn't be in south america on tour maybe you should be working on some of those drop passes uh, and well, I, I guess what one thing is my wife you know the, the week that and my wife does not like football but the week that the Eagles and the Chiefs played on Monday night, she says to me, you know, we have to make sure we watch Monday Night Football tonight. It's the family reunion. I had no idea what the heck she was even talking about. What, like, you know what is frozen over? My wife's watching football. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching it, too. I got to say, as a musician, man, it's about time we got somebody up there. Person of the year as a musician, that's awesome. As a uh, as a professional and an analyst, I am horrified at where our society is at. That this is, this is the, the best person we can come up. She's fine and nothing against her. Right. She's a singer. She's a singer. She's but, a singer. But she is. I, first, boy, first, what woman this, billionaire singer or something this, like that? Yeah, well, she's going to make you know, a billion. That. This is yeah. this is going to make awesome. me sound super soft, and I don't <laughs> care. And <laughs> I don't care. Do it. All right. 
The reason they picked her is because of the influence that she has on countless fans, billions. Here we are talking about her. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the last time that I've listened to a Taylor Swift song. I wouldn't know it if it came on the radio right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, but nonetheless, well, the only they reason we're talking somebody... about is you brought her up. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Busted, Flory. Okay, but but they picked someone that is representative of, I think, of some hope and some better times and let's not take ourselves quite so seriously let's look a little bit more for the fun in life i love that <laughs> yep we should yeah, be playing make- nickelback right now we need to clear your palate buddy so you can Th- think uh, straight. I-, <laughs> I didn't know that flory was such a swifty <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you know okay maybe it was super soft Woo-hoo! i don't know you guys, Kansas great City job is the today. land of magic. Great job today. Appreciate you all. Thank you, Haney. All the best, everybody. Thanks, Nefer. You're welcome. Have a happy holiday. You bet. That's Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. Paul Nefer, CP, Farm CPA, uh, Davis, and uh, well, I'll be back this afternoon. Uh, yes, we'll sir. go through the USDA reports with Chad Hart from Iowa State University, Davis. And Michelle Rook will have you covered next week right here on Agritalk.